0: podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could sleep with me on the top bunk of a bed and push me right out in the middle of the night. I'll get up, dust myself (coughs) off and say, wow, I guess you needed space. My guest today is an actor and comedian known from the HBO series Silicon Valley. You also know him from Crazy Rich Asians and the new Netflix rom-com Love Hard, where he plays a catfish. It's Jimmy O. Yang. Yo.
1: Wow. I love that intro, Nicole. That Thank great.
0: you. I tried. I came in a little too hot.
1: But then you stayed hot. You stayed hot. Tours yes. to end. It was very nice. Jimmy,
0: where are you from?
1: I'm originally from Hong Kong, but I grew up... High school, I was in L.A. Oh. So a bit local, a little local.
0: I thought you were from the East Coast. You have kind of an East Coast vibe and
1: accent. (laughs) People tell me that. I think when I came from Hong Kong, my English was not good. I could barely speak English. So I learned English by watching TV. Mm. So in high school, I watched a lot of rap music videos, comic views, stuff like that. And then in... Towards college, I started watching a lot of sopranos. Okay. So I think a lot of my accent, especially when I get drunk, <laughs> you know, I sound like uh, 50 Cent mixed with Tony Soprano. <laughs>
0: Ah, I fucking love it. That's so funny to me. When I get drunk, I sound <laughs> very Jersey because that's where I grew up. And you could take a bitch out of Jersey, but you can't take the trash out of her heart.
1: There you go. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when did
1: you move here from Hong Kong? I didn't know you were from Hong Kong. Yeah, when I was 13. So that was eighth grade. Uh, a pretty weird period, I think, for anyone in their life. Yeah. Especially an immigrant, uh, the five feet tall little boy who couldn't speak, uh, you know, English.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like going through puberty, and You're like, I don't know how to who I can tell about this this is tough (laughs) it's tough I'm
1: going through this alone yeah exactly Uh, it 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 was I I think it 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 was weird because I I never really got like bully bullied Mm -hmm. you know like as small as I was I was like fairly decently athletic But I was also inadvertently funny. I don't think I was, like, trying to be funny in middle school. I would just say weird shit that's kind of (laughs) wrong and, like, had just learned some slangs from comic view and stuff and then just became inadvertently the funny kid.
0: I mean, honestly, that's the best way to do it. You just like accidentally are funny and then you're like, huh, maybe I can make a whole career out of this.
1: (laughs) When you don't try, when you don't even know why you're funny, people just look at you and they laugh, Mm -hmm. you know, which is maybe not the best thing either.
0: Yeah. I once had an audition where it was kind of serious, but it was like two lines and the casting director laughed and was like, you're funny. You're not going to get this, but you're funny. <laughs> I was like, "Well, all right, at least somebody's laughing."
1: Yeah, it's like do, like at that point do you take it as an insult? <laughs> like, like, do I look funny? <laughs> Cuz that, that that happened on Silicon Valley like the very first episode was shot that, you know, the I eat the fish thing. And then I remember doing one take, Mike Judge was just like, "It just just look at TJ. Don't say anything." Mhm. And I promise you it be funny. And then it was just, even the crew started laughing. I don't know why, but it was just, I guess I looked funny.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's fully a compliment. And also it just, you'll go home and be like, why was just my face funny? <laughs> then you have like a crisis yeah. looking in the mirror and
1: you're like, is this funny to people? yeah man I I usually have a crisis until the check clears and then I'm all good you know what I mean then
0: you're like I don't give a fuck why anybody was laughing Uh, exactly the bank account's growing and that's (laughs) growth for me
1: oh shit
0: Okay, we were talking before we started, or before I started recording, I like this cabinetry behind you, and you, you said you much. have a guy. How did you find a guy to do things around
1: your house? Well, I think when you have a house, you need to have guys, you know? I have know? a
0: contractor, and a contractor's a middleman.
1: But you can't always use your contractor, because he charges a lot of money, yes. bigger stuff. Like, if you remodel your kitchen, sure, yes. contractor. But then you also need a guy that does everything, like installs your buildings, paints walls, mm-hmm. fixes your fence, Everybody needs a guy. Uh, I found this guy, I think, my garage door guy, which is a different guy, (laughs) recommended me for him to stain my garage door. Mm -hmm. So then he recommended a couple other dudes. So his name is Rick. Mm -hmm. That's my guy. My garage. In my phone, he saved as Rick garage door, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, stain. And then through him, I met Maury. He has a couple other guys. So now it's Rick and Maury. They're my guys Mm -hmm. that does everything big or small, sanding down a table, restaining certain things, painting my house, or uh, installing cabinetry.
0: Wait, did you paint your whole house? Like the outside?
1: Uh, Yeah, I did. I did. I did. What color? Oh, man. It was, um, I wanted it to be white, Mm -hmm. but my neighbor's house is too white it it looks slightly (laughs) like a hospital you know so i was like i don't need that white you know Uh and then rick experimented with it and he painted it with this paint color called Super White. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Sherwin- I'm like, Rick, Super White sounds very white. It does. I told you I don't want that white. But he's like, ah, trust me, he's an old old guy. He's like, trust me, man, it will it will knock your eyes out. It will, when you <laughs> see it, it will knock your eyes out, Jim. And I'm like, all right, try it. And then he did it. I was like, I'm sorry, I, I'm going to have to ask you to redo it because it's just blinding me. So I ended up choosing, um, I believe Sherwin-Williams alabaster, oh. which is a slight off-white color. Yes,
0: it's like bone white,
1: if you will. Ooh, I like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very nice, exactly. That's so
0: funny that he was like, trust me, it's gonna knock your eyes out. And you're like, that's not what I want, but, you know, go ahead. And then you're like, I was right. It looked
1: nice. It looked nice, but it just didn't look like a home. Mm-hmm. Y- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, my, I, I always have to redo stuff as, as part of my process, which is very annoying to my guys. And expensive. Yeah, paint and stuff is fine. You know, when it comes to, like, cabinetry, that that's, that's a little expensive.
0: Did you, like... I know this is a relationship podcast, but I'm very... I love houses. Did you, like, remodel any of your house? Uh
1: Yeah, so when I bought it, um, everything was from, like, 1949 or mm-hmm. something. So I, I redid the kitchen, and that was during the pandemic. So... It was it was okay. Uh, it was very stressful in a way because I thought I was smart. I was actually shooting Love Heart in Vancouver. I'm like, I'm gonna be gone. The contractors can do their mm-hmm. thing, you know. But the thing is, I don't know. Like, you want to be there to see the progress, yeah. And you want to be there to keep the pressure on them because I, you know, I was being too nice. I was like, oh, you guys take your time. I'm gonna be in Canada for ten weeks. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Just as long as you get it done. And it was supposed to be like a six week project. Ended up taking like fifteen weeks. Yep. You know, so by the time I came back, I had to rent an Airbnb. I stayed at my parents' house, cause I was being too nice. I like with the, with contractors, mm-hmm. you gotta really treat them like animals, cause they <laughs> cause they are used to other people treating them like shit. Uh huh. So so they're just really abused dogs, mm-hmm. is what they are. So you gotta really be like, hey man, I know you said six weeks, but fuck you, get it done in four weeks, mm. and then they'll get it done in ten. You see yes. what I'm saying?
0: That does make sense. I had my bathroom redone because my shower was leaking. I felt so lucky to have that problem. And I was told it be like four weeks and it ended up being truly like, I don't know, 15. It was like, yeah, it was insane. It, and then the tile took so long. Everything took so long.
1: Yeah. And then also during a pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, people were like, uh, you know, everything's back order, this and that, blah, blah. But I, I know, sure, that's part of the reason. But most of it was he has bigger, more expensive projects mm-hmm. he's doing. You know what I mean?
0: Whoa. I said, mm-hmm, but that really never occurred to me that it's like, oh, we're just doing her shower because it wasn't a full gut. It was just the shower. And it's like he probably that's had a full fucking renovation that he's like, yeah, that he's
1: like well, flipping a house money. for like three million dollars. Oh you know, this is segues into the relationship mm-hmm. segment in, in this, <laughs> you know. I feel like sometimes people are like willing to hang out. Yeah. But you're not their priority and you can feel it. Yes. And that's how I felt when I was messing with that contractor.
0: I don't, I, okay. Are you single or are you dating?
1: No, I, uh, I'm dating. Uh, my girlfriend, we've been going out for like five months now, something like that. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's like a solid amount of time. I love it. Uh, so before she was your girlfriend, when you were like out in the streets dating, mm-hmm. were you the type of person to date multiple people?
1: When it's serious, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's casual, yeah, I'll go on different dates, whatever, you know, uh, just dating, you mm-hmm. know. But once, if I'm, you know, once it gets to like three, four, five dates, and I'm getting more serious, I, I usually like, you know, uh, I, I don't like it's too much effort mm-hmm. to then date other people. Like, 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 well, like with my girlfriend now, she, she's great, and I remember like the first maybe two weeks after we're dating. I was already texting people back, hey, I'm seeing this girl seriously, Uh, you know, blah, blah.
0: I love that. Because I feel like a lot of people... Or in my experience, I've dated people for like a couple months. We've been on like, you know, eight, nine dates or whatever. And I'm like, you're still talking to other people. I'm not because I don't have the time and also yeah. the bandwidth in my fucking brain.
1: Well, you got to I feel like that's a conversation. You got to be clear, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe not the exclusive conversation yet. You don't want to rush that, you know, but it's uh, uh uh like early on. It's like, hey, you know. I, I, I take it very seriously mm-hmm. you know just even putting it out there and um, I don't know yeah I, I, I try to be honest and I just don't want to put myself in that situation like say I start answering a text mm-hmm. right and then say even early on in a relationship then it's like oh do you want to go get a coffee I'm, I'm terrible at saying no so mm-hmm. and then I'll feel bad for like ah blah blah so, so if I just say clear cut I'm, I'm like, this was maybe two weeks into our, our, our dating, you know, my girlfriend mm-hmm. now, it w- she wasn't my girlfriend, but I was very much like, Hey, you know, I'm seeing somebody seriously, mm-hmm. you know, goodbye.
0: I like goodbye that. Goodbye for now. That gives me hope that somebody will do that for me. They'll be like, there are good
1: men out there. You I'm know, seeing
0: someone that's like, that's nice. That's so nice yeah. to just say to somebody.
1: Yeah. And and I think when people are wishy-washy, mm-hmm. eh, that's that's suspect, you yeah, know. It's like, not nice. No, no, I don't like it. I don't like
0: yeah. it either. And I feel like we're in an industry where people get real wish washy. They're like, all right, we have you pinned for this, but also the offer's out to somebody else. And who knows if you're gonna get it, oh, you fly out tomorrow, or you just never hear back and you're like, just it doesn't hurt my feelings. Just tell me no.
1: Yeah, everyone just wanna keep their options open, which I don't blame them, but at the same time, if you play that game even with yourself, you're not gonna end up in a in a great serious relationship because I feel like it, it, it's like it's like people do this in college. It's like uh, you should get a degree. That should be your backup career. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to do stand up, you want to do acting. It's like no, 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 no. Like, cut the cord. Mm-hmm. You know, cut the safety net. Then you it forces you to have to succeed. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing with relationship. If you're gonna keep your relation uh, uh uh options open, you're shooting yourself in the foot and not you end up not taking anyone seriously. Mm-hmm.
0: Jimmy over here spitting the truth. I agree with you. Yeah, I wish more people were because it doesn't hurt my feelings after like three or four dates. If you're like, you know, I don't really see this going anywhere. Can we just be very casual and then like not expect anything from each other? I'd be like, okay, yeah. Or I can make a choice and be like, well, no,
1: yeah. You know, sometimes like for me, it's it's almost to a fault. Like I just I just want to know, you know. Maybe I feel some way, maybe they don't, you know, but it also comes with age. Like if I was dating someone like much younger whatever, I know it's not going to be right. If Mm -hmm. I'm dating someone that's like a serial monogamous, that's like, you know, age appropriate that I can really see a serious relationship, Mm -hmm. then yeah, that, that makes more sense even, you know. I don't know I guess uh, the cliche saying it's like when it's right it's right you just you just kind of know you guys are on the same page but who knows you also hear nightmare stories yes of like you've been dating for two years of course you think your boyfriend and girlfriend and then boom they're like nah we're not that serious <laughs> like you hear that too uh-huh. and that messes you up for life
0: yes because you're like two years that's kind of like I think it's the baby and uh, Danny Lee they have like a kid together they've been in Instagram videos together and then I guess it was like an Instagram video that got leaked or, or not leaked but like I think he had posted it but she was like, I have a closet here. I, what do you mean I'm not your girlfriend or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, if you have a closet at somebody's house.
1: Yeah. Your date, like you're very much in a relationship. Well, it depends whose house, you know, his house. Maybe it's 10 bedroom with like eight closets.
0: Yeah, but so if, I have a, you know, <laughs> if I'm taking one of your eight closets, I think yeah, yeah, we're yeah. a little serious.
1: Now, see, see, here's the thing, though. I think a lot of times girls do this where like they're signs like like, say okay y- y- y'all take over a closet mm-hmm. and that's a sign clear sign to a woman that of course we're in a serious relationship but guys are so thick mm-hmm. sometimes we don't see that you know what I mean like yeah. oh uh, 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 like okay she, she brought a toothbrush here okay maybe that's a sign to some people I don't know that you know sometimes <laughs> so, so, so I think it's like we're so dumb sometimes uh-huh. like it's probably better to just be like hey you know so where's this going what's up
0: yeah maybe that's i gotta be more up front when i'm like i think i'm feeling something i gotta say something i was i got a tattoo the other day and i was talking to the artist and he said something about his wife and i said oh well i'm always interested in people's relationships whether it's on a podcast or not but i was like uh when did you guys decide to be serious and he said like as a girlfriend or something or marriage and i was like just as, as your girlfriend he goes well we were dating for a year. We were sitting in the parking lot of my apartment complex. She looked at me and she goes, um, I love you. And then he said, I was like, what? You love me? And I was like, after a year? you That was a surprise? Mm. After a year with this person? They said, I love you? So I think you're on to something with men being just a little, a little thick in the head.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. Everybody goes at their own pace, but I think when I was younger, I would be afraid to be like, hey, what are we at at this? Are we taking each other seriously? Because mm-hmm. right? you don't want to be rejected, or you don't want to push too much, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're old enough, it's like, eh, you know what? If I'm like, are we serious? And she's like, mm, I'm still options open. Good. You you, you go home, beat yourself up mm-hmm. for a day, and then you get over it. You know what I mean? It's better to know. Like I always say, if somebody treats me very poorly, right? Mm-hmm. Say, or or say a girl cheats on me or something, I I I'm I'm not a mad. That's that's just a sign. You show me who you are Ooh. and now I can move on. You know what Ooh. I mean?
0: That is healthy. Because how <laughs> is be that healthy? Like, <laughs> it is. When someone treat like okay. when someone shows you how they're gonna treat you to go, thank you. And then yeah, I can say you. goodbye. That's
1: oh perfect. I, I dodged I dodged a bullet. Yeah, you know, like thank you, goodbye. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you ever date on the apps?
1: Oh, I did. I did. Yeah. I used um, Tinder, Bumble. uh, uh, I tried that Raya or Mm -hmm. Raya, whatever they called it. You know? So yeah, I I tried most of them.
0: Did you have any luck on the apps?
1: It was okay. Tinder, that was when I was much younger. It was some casual dating. Bumble, I think I went on a couple. It's all very hit or miss. And uh, Raya didn't really work for me too well because I'm not like a... Uh, a a dj or anything like like or a male model you know like i i am like the coolest person on tinder but the least famous celebrity on raya you know (laughs) yeah that didn't work and and it was just a bit highfalutin i don't hang out in those i don't i don't like going to like nobu or soho house anything highfalutin Mm -hmm. anyways so um the other apps yeah it, it works for like a little bit but then it's kind of like what I'm saying about keeping your options open. It's hard to find somebody that you want to commit to and somebody I want to commit to you because you know she can go on that app the same day and find 50 other people mm-hmm. and you can go you can also go on the same app and find 50 people. Just so just knowing the fact that each other is on that app, it becomes very difficult mm-hmm. for me mentally.
0: Yeah, it is it is a wild thing to like, you know, open your phone and be like this person. I pick them and I'm going to go out and hopefully we like each other. It's so wild.
1: It's a lot. It's definitely like uh it's like a shotgun mm-hmm. thing. You just you just spray your bullets and hope, hope it hits something. It's a numbers game. I I would say though I never used this app I don't think but two of my best friends they met their wife and fiance not fiance wife and very long-term girlfriend on uh, Coffee Meets Bagel. Uh-huh. Which kind of fixes the problem I was talking about just now. Uh-huh. Of uh, uh, you don't like it. I hate coffee meets bagel because you have to earn beans. Oh, oh, I don't like the gaming fine now. I don't know how it was, but how it is, but how it was, it's like the simple fact that you can only get one match a day, which solves the problem of what I was saying earlier you know
0: oh I didn't even realize that was their whole thing that you only get one match a day I was really stuck on like why do I have to earn beans to swipe on people I, how do
1: you earn beans? I
0: don't know I never figured it out
1: wow jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah maybe they changed it I don't know cause I'm like how do you make money if it's just one match a day you know uh, I, Yeah, I don't know
0: I it mean, worked
1: I mean I see my best friend from high school you know he's mm-hmm. married to a great woman that he met On Coffee Meets Bagel.
0: So there is hope. Maybe I have to get back on Coffee Meets Bagel.
1: Maybe. Well, also, let me ask you this, though. I mean, your podcast, your very successful podcast is called Why Won't You Date Me? (laughs) Is there ever, like, conflicting interest of, like, you almost maybe subconsciously don't want to meet someone because or else what the hell are you going to talk about on your podcast?
0: I mean, huh. No one has ever phrased it like that. People are always like, what are you going to do when you meet someone? I'm like, I'll keep going. But yeah, maybe there is something in my subconscious. that's like I have to remain single in order to keep my income.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, hey, fuck it. You know, like if this doesn't work out, at least, you know, I can make some money on this podcast. (laughs) I I don't know. There's some subconscious uh, self-sabotaging of your relationship for this good good of the podcast.
0: I am my own inner saboteur. Maybe. Who knows?
1: That's something I'd have to actually like really think about. Yeah, it, it's like the, uh, it, yeah, right. Like, like is it? Maybe I'm looking at too deep into it, but maybe is it because I, I do believe in like the secret and mm-hmm. like manifesting and visualizing, right? So, so if uh, <laughs> like the fact that the podcast it's you looking forward to talk about why won't anyone date you mm-hmm. instead of like if the podcast was named why do I have such an amazing boyfriend then maybe that's your, you know, your manifestation. Oh,
0: my God. Maybe I change the name of the podcast right here to right now. Like, I have an amazing boyfriend. I'm in a secure relationship. We're both emotionally available and everything's good. And be yeah. like, that is too
1: long. Uh,
0: how how do we
1: abbreviate that? Then you're manifesting it. You change <laughs> it to be- best relationship ever. That's the name of the podcast. Oh, I don't know. This is all. It could be. It, I sound very woo-woo or whatever right now, but I, uh, you know, I believe in some of that stuff.
0: Oh, I love that. Maybe I got to start like manifesting shit real quick. We got to take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babble.com slash Date Me. Get up to 60% off at babble.com slash Date Me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Date Me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And oh, we're back. How did you meet your girlfriend?
1: I met her at the Hollywood Improv, uh, okay. you know, just doing stand-up. That's, uh, that's why, like, I, I prefer meeting people in person because I, I do go out and see a lot of people when when I'm doing stand-up, whether mm-hmm. it's my, my friends at the Improv, you know, uh, people that work at the comedy clubs, venues, or, you know, audience members even. Um, so I was just, uh, before my set, I, I was at the bar And I was like Oh this girl is really pretty Let me say hi And then she introduced herself And then I was like Man I really want to talk to her I have to go do a set right now But I really mm-hmm. want to go talk to her After the show So usually you know You hang out The improv at the bar mm-hmm. Kind of chill Until the audience comes out But I had another set that night So I couldn't really hang out At all but then I found her on Instagram. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use the good old DM here, Ooh. you know, slide into her DM. And then guess what? I, I try to slide into her DM and I realized she had DM me six <gasps> months ago. And I never replied back off some like business stuff, uh-huh. off some like like real like business stuff, like not flirting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is a good sign. So, you know, we found out we live very close to each other. So we just got uh, dinner a couple nights later, and then we've been hanging out since.
0: Wow. That's like some real fucking, the universe, like, bringing y'all together.
1: Yeah, I always tease her. I'm like, yeah, you know, you were kind of hitting on me, too. I know it was like a business <laughs> DM, but you want to talk to me, too. She's like, no, no, come on. It was a very business DM.
0: <laughs> ah, I fucking yeah. love that. She's like all about business, and you're like,
1: hey, go out with me. And she's like, ugh, fine. Can we get business done? Yeah, and you know what it is? Um, Her... She's very pretty and very hot, mm-hmm. and, but like you know, on her Instagram, her profile pic or her Instagram, it's like very like normal and not like booty pics and mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? Which is for stupid ass Jimmy, it's probably why I never reply back <laughs> the first DM because <laughs> her her profile pic, the little you know w- one inch dot that you see, like I couldn't see much. Like it was just like a like a selfie that definitely doesn't show how beautiful she is and you know but i'm glad that it worked out that way so i actually get to see her in person first Mm -hmm. and then get to know her and then blah blah you know
0: yeah i think there is a danger to like looking at someone's social media and getting this idea of somebody in your head and then you meet them you're like huh this doesn't fucking match
1: yeah, that and also if somebody's Instagram is too hot because mm-hmm. then, you know, they got guys or girls, they got 100 people DMing them. It's like uh, the fact of being on Tinder, you know, they have too many options and they put in this shit out there a little too much. Yeah. You know, like they're a little thirsty and, and that's probably a bad look. And I'm glad that was not the case. And, you know, for, for my girlfriend.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Love Hard, you play a catfish. Have you mm-hmm. ever been catfished?
1: I have never been catfished, no. Um, I'm pretty, you know, I, I, I'm i pretty realistic. I feel like people that really get catfished, it's like they have like kind of a dream scenario mm-hmm. and they don't want to burst their own bubble,
0: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. by not
1: bursting the other person's bubble. So when people say, I can't FaceTime, whatever, they, they kind of go along with it and give themselves excuses, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas for me, I'm like, hey, do you want to FaceTime? Do you want to go on a date? Like I'm I'm pretty straightforward. You know, if you wishy-washy, even if you're not a catfish, I just, I'm like, okay, you're just wasting my time. Mm-hmm. So, no, uh, luckily I have not.
0: Yeah, I feel like you're right. People who get catfished, because, you know, you watch the show and they're like, I was talking to Post Malone for a year and it turns out I Post Malone. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> eh, that's you really not being realistic or truthful with yourself.
1: Yeah, they just want to believe that, mm-hmm. you know, they're Cool. That's all. And sometimes that's more important than (laughs) realism (laughs) is, uh, uh, your perception of, uh, yourself. So, yeah, you know, I don't blame them, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's something to, you know, believing in in yourself so much that you can manifest something wild happening. But then also I like to live in
1: reality and I'm like this person, eh, you're not real. Yeah. Also, if you're bragging about dating post Malone, (laughs) um, think uh, you're still short on a couple therapy sessions.
0: <laughs> I genuinely love Post Malone. Oh, he's great. But sometimes he's great, I'm, but I mean, I'm worried about him.
1: Yeah, yeah, that too. And also, what are we? Like 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 uh sixteen year old schoolgirls that have that wanna date the <laughs> rapper on the poster. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, come on. Like like you know there's there's many uh, just because just they're famous or rich doesn't mean they're good people mm-hmm. or i don't know he could be a great guy that's not what i'm saying yes. i'm just saying
0: yeah we you you don't know what people are like till you know them exactly yeah. i watched i think a first date happen at applebee's the other day so i went to applebee's with my friends because they had cheetos crusted like wings and like cheetos Ooh. crusted like I don't know, it was like gooey cheese. I don't know, it was wild. I drank a a Mountain Dew Berry Blast. I almost passed away, it was a lovely time. And I was watching this first date happen and it was so cute. We were outside, they were inside, but they were like laughing and she was like doing silly faces to him. And I was like, boy, watching people in love is adorable or fall in love is adorable.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was on the road doing a show in Connecticut out of all things. And, um, you know, I just went to a restaurant after the show and there's a couple like, you know, they across the table, but they holding hands mm-hmm. like up up and down like that. Oh. Like, like, I'm like, oh, this is first within the first three days. They might not have even mm-hmm. fucked yet, you know, <laughs> uh, but it was very sweet to see that.
0: That is so sweet. But also I'm like, when do you break the hand holding when you're sitting at a table to be like, uh. I'm
1: thirsty or I'm trying to eat this shit. Yeah, see, I'm I'm very even, like, like m- my girl, we haven't been going out for all that long, but I'm very, you know, realistic with her. Like, this is who I am, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I'm going to tell you, okay, like, let's not hold hands. My hand's getting sweaty. Like, I'm just, I let her, <laughs> this is good. So you don't find out later, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I'm very free with my farts. I'll just fart, you know? Oh. And I Sundays, I need to watch football and play fantasy football with my buddies. Like, that's, he's got to... Just got to throw that out there. I'm not trying to play some kind of charade and be somebody I'm not, you know?
0: I like that. I also try very hard to be as real as possible because it's like, you're you're only going to find out later that I'm very annoying about this particular thing or whatever. Yeah. I like ice cream a lot. And I went on a date with this guy and I was like, do you, do you like ice cream? He said, yeah. And we went to Milk Bar <laughs> and mm. he was like, you should get, or what did he say? I think he was like, don't get the ice cream. And I was like, I'm going to get the ice cream. And then it was terrible ice cream and he paid for Mm. it. And Mm. then I was eating it and then he just looked at me and was like, you can throw it away. And then I threw it away. That's very nice. (laughs) It was very, very, very nice because I was like, He paid for it, so I better just eat this. But it was so depressing, because everything else at Milk Bar is so good.
1: Uh, And then
0: we went back to my house, and I was like, I have ice cream from, uh, so okay, my favorite ice cream place is called The Social. It's in Brooklyn, and they will ship it to you via Gold Belly. No, they do not pay me, but I just want everyone to experience this ice cream. So I I got ooier, gooier, and I was like, you have to taste this. And he was like, hmm, I like Jenny's better. All I want is to go on a date with someone where I got to like just taste test a bunch of ice cream, and if we like the same ice cream, uh, we I win and you date me forever. That's awesome. That
1: that's that's really nice. Do but, you ever like ask your friends like, hey, you guys, can you guys hook me up with someone or something or whatever?
0: I am constantly asking people. Jimmy, do you have someone who's single in your life who needs to be set up?
1: I, I might. Yeah, I might. Let me think about this. Maybe there's a couple of dudes on my fantasy football league. Okay. You know?
0: All right. What yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. fantasy football?
1: Wait, you don't is, <laughs> is this a serious question? Like I, I get it. You I get it. Like not you don't play fantasy football, but you, you do you you do you know what it is or no? So
0: I feel like you pick a team of any any old mm-hmm. person you want, and then yes. I don't know what
1: happens after that. Oh, you you. We have a draft in the beginning of the year. You p- mm-hmm. you pick individuals from a team. Okay, uh, Christian McCaffrey from the Panthers. You know Russell Wilson from the Seahawks. Uh, Tom Brady, whatever, right? And then mm-hmm. you create your own team with a quarterback, two running backs, couple receivers, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So that's your team, and it composed of people from different teams in the NFL. So each week, based on their statistics, how many touchdowns they get, mm-hmm. how many you know yards they get, whatever, this and that you get you're given a point and whoever scores the highest point wins that week and it's like a league
0: who runs the statistics
1: uh an app like a automatic thing Uh, so we play it on yahoo fantasy football there's Mm -hmm. espn there's whatever like there's like a million of them you know okay
0: the reason why i ask is i might date a boy who's into fantasy football and i can't wait to be like i know all about that who'd you pick from the draft
1: you will date a dude that's into <laughs> fantasy football, and it's good. You know, it's good to have a basic understanding of fantasy football, but don't you don't I don't I feel like you don't have to be like oh man, you know, get get really into it because if my mm-hmm. girlfriend's like really into it, that might actually turn me off. I like that she supports it. She's okay. like, "This is your thing." Sundays, I'm gonna leave you alone. Mm-hmm. You go do your thing, and I'm so into it, and I like her so much. Sometimes I still ask her about players just (laughs) just because i'm babbling like she has no idea what that like i sound like a madman you know i mean but um yeah, I, I don't think it's—I think sometimes you'll try too hard, and, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, oh, let me get in your fan. It's like, no, 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 no. Just, just, guys just need to be left alone at certain times.
0: Ooh, that's also good advice, because I love bothering people! <laughs> don't you want to hear my voice? Hi, hello, do you want to see me? Doo-doo. So, okay, this is good advice. Take a step back, have a basic understanding of interests, but I don't have to make those interests my own interests.
1: No, you you know what what's something my girlfriend does that I, I like a lot is um say I'm hanging out with bros from my fantasy football mm-hmm. league, right? She would like say we go out on like a double date with one of those bros and like you know, his girl. She would actually, if if she likes the person, would make an effort to hang out with the girl, mm-hmm. you know. So they can go on a girl date while I watch football or like whatever. Oh. You know? So that's that I found very endearing.
0: Interesting. I've never thought of that.
1: I never thought that was a thing. I never thought that was something I wanted in someone Mm -hmm. or whatever. But that that was very nice.
0: But that is nice to be like, oh, we can like go on double dates or like I'll hang out with his girlfriend and you you guys do whatever you want to do. That is nice. I like that. Yeah. Wow, your girlfriend's thoughtful and nice. Maybe I should date her. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jimmy, tell me, how did you get into comedy?
1: Uh, I think I was just bored, and uh, I I graduated. Economic with an economics degree from UCSD. I never really partied in college, whatever. And I don't know, I was hanging out with the same group of friends from high school, Mm -hmm. which I love them, but it's like, man, I need some, I need to do something, not sit behind a desk doing finance all my life. Mm -hmm. So it was a little boredom, a little desperation. Wait, were you in finance? Uh, I interned at Smith Barney, which is like basically Morgan Stanley, Mm -hmm. one of those financial institutions. I hated it. Not that it's the company's fault. I just didn't like that job. It wasn't for you. No. And um, so really, it wasn't about money. It wasn't like, I watched Eddie Murphy Raw with my brother 10 times. Mm -hmm. And I promised him on his deathbed, I was gonna do comedy. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't nothing like that. It was just like, I really, really, I was hungry for a community, some growth, some new friends. And I remember the first couple of open mics I did at the Haha ha Comedy Club in North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, okay, like I'm just doing open mics, it's shitty. I have to pay to get on stage, mm-hmm. just like it's like that." But it was nice. I was like, "Man, this is an outlet. Like this is a, a hangout. I'm seeing the local open micers We're giving each other the tags. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm I see an avenue to make new friends and possibly even meet girls. You know, so that was." What sucked me in and I started hanging out at those comedy clubs every night because mm. I didn't have nothing better to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's worse places you could hang out. Did you ever get chuckle fuckers like girls who were like, oh, my God, you're so funny or so funny. Do you want to like come back to my house to hee, make my pussy giggle?
1: uh maybe not that obvious but mm. yeah sure I think I think every comic uh, has experienced that that's one of the benefits mm-hmm. of doing stand up <laughs> right like to some degree and uh, yeah it took it took me a few years to like get funny and then and then that was one of the main things I was like what 22 I wasn't getting laid so mm-hmm. that was definitely like s- suddenly you become the guy that was invisible in high school never partied in college to the guy that everyone, is paying attention to, all 150 people is paying attention to every night. So, it's, yeah, it's got to be, you, you get more, like, some girls got to be down, you know, <laughs> at, at some point. So, yeah, I would say a lot of my uh, um, uh, uh, girls I've dated or, or early on, even, you know, girls I've hung out with, whatever, were probably from stand-up, you know, mm-hmm. Uh Or stand-up adjacent. Because, I mean, aside from stand-up, I don't leave the house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's nothing else I do. So, uh, you know, I watch football with my buddies. I eat Mm -hmm. with my friends. And then I do stand-up. So that's really the only place I meet people. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, same. It's like I work, I do stand-up, and then I go out to eat with friends. And I was like... Ooh, let me get a hobby. I need a hobby, I think. And
1: then I started pole dancing
0: and I was like, that's a pretty, pretty self-contained hobby. Yes.
1: Yes. Not going to meet people that way. You need a group hobby. Yeah. Do you have a new hobby now?
0: I don't have a new hobby. Well, it was roller skating, but I like fucked up my ankle at the end of 2020 and I'm still like a little afraid of being on wheels. But I was like, maybe I do pottery or something.
1: I don't fucking know. Pottery, yeah. But that's still you and the pottery thing, you right. right. I don't know. Uh, I used to bowl. Oh. Every Tuesday before the pandemic, I had a little bowling. Not league, just like a hangout. Mm-hmm. So it's me and a director friend of mine. And then he'll invite his friends. So sometimes it'll be five of us. Sometimes it's like 20 of us, you know. And it just became a great social thing. Because mm-hmm. it got to a point where like me being at a stand-up comedy club was like getting unhealthy. I was drinking too much. Mm-hmm. I was there too much. I was, you know, there's a darkness to a lot of this yep. comedy stuff. So the bowling stuff was such a great outlet. And I was like, okay, even cause a lot of times, whatever, however old you are, whatever stage of your career, you feel a little stuck, especially in LA, mm-hmm. you know? Cause everything's so sparse out. People don't just meet people. You walk down the street, there's nobody, uh-huh. you know? So that bowling thing, at least every week gave me some hope of like social life and maybe like meeting people.
0: Yeah. I think I got to figure out what that is for me now that like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're getting our boosters and people are out and about. Are you touring again?
1: Uh, I was doing a, some college shows, but I think I'm going to wait till next year to do like a full on like public tour.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was doing shows at the end of the year, but then I booked something and then that fell through. But then I was like, oh, let's just keep keep them canceled. Uh, let's just yeah. try again next
1: year. This year was so weird. I feel like coming out of the pandemic, well, during the pandemic, we're like, all we want to do is get out mm-hmm, and be normal. Mm-hmm. But then we got so used to being yes. at home and I'm so comfortable at home. Now you really need to beg me to go. I don't I don't want to uh-huh. go anywhere. Yeah. You know?
0: I like made my house the way I like it. I put up a bunch of wallpaper and shit. Yeah. Got some rugs and I was like, oh, I love it here.
1: I don't want to go. I love it. See, like little house projects. I, I've been like, I'm gardening a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. cooking a lot this and that and and you know like like uh just work at the house like it's it's never done you know yes. even if it's like a little paint or whatever so i'm having a lot of fun and now and now i have a girlfriend like one of my
0: now it's like what's why out go there? out everything i like is right here
1: but but that's the problem right then i become a shitty boyfriend who doesn't want to go out mm-hmm. so i i got i got i got to make an effort still um you know i think i think single guys or girls go out to meet Single girls, mm-hmm. right? But the, but then that that's when you were fun, yeah. Uh, and then that's when girl want to go, girls want to go out with you. And then when you're in a relationship, you actually don't want to go out anymore, you know? Oh, uh, but, I want
0: it. I'm tired of going out.
1: I I'm telling you, home. it's the name. It's the name of this podcast, Nicole. Like, 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 this podcast is called "Why don't Why won't you date me?" That's negative self talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you, it should change it to "Why Why does everyone want to date me?" You know, <laughs> or like, you know, like, <laughs> why does
0: everyone want to date me? And then I come on, I'm like, <laughs> you
1: need a pivot.
0: <laughs> okay, I mean, I've been doing it for almost four years. Maybe it is time for some rebranding. Uh, it's a new day for me.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: Real quick, we have to take another break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it for just 98 dollars a month you get a choice of any six styles each month access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility plus the option to buy what you love i like newly a lot because Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things, and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you get $20 off your first month in Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U. L Y dot com that's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. And we're back. So when you started doing stand-up, did you think this would segue into acting or did you fall into acting?
1: No, I was, uh, I just heard anecdotes from friends. They're like, yo, I was at this uh, vodka commercial. I was in background. And then they bumped me into like a feature guy. I was just a security guard in this commercial. And I got $60,000 worth of residuals. (laughs) I was like, damn, that's a game I want to be in, Uh you know? So um, I just, I was hoping to get some commercial representation or whatever and just go to those cattle calls and maybe book one commercial Mm -hmm. every other year so Mm -hmm. I can pay some rent, you know? And um, and then I found an agent uh, uh, that, you know, would send me out to, like, little guest star roles, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, Modern Family, Two Board Girls. I, I felt very fortunate. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, man, I'm not prepared. I wasn't ready to <laughs> act, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, even though, you know, being on stage, doing stand-up, I think, kind of helps a lot. But I don't know how to audition. I don't know what When they say like Slate your name Like what what <laughs> slate Why did Why did they have to say that Like all these Like little rules And uh-huh. stuff So then I just I used all my money That I had Even just 50 bucks From a show At Bakersfield Whatever right All that money Like my rent Was like 450 mm-hmm. But I spent like 500 bucks a month Taking acting classes mm. You know mm-hmm. And figuring it out Reading books this and that, and of course, uh, that just teaches you the basics. You still need to practice mm-hmm. it. So for me, being on Silicon Valley, uh, it was very, very. I was, I was very grateful. That's working with the best improvisers, working with Mike Judge, Alec Berg, uh, and everyone else. That was that. That was like going to college for me. You know, uh, when it comes to acting, I
0: feel like with acting, people have aspirations and they really want it. And I'm like, yeah, but like. You can't really prepare yourself to what it's like to be on a set, especially if you're on a set with people who've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. You kind of just everything, like you can prepare, but like you're gonna learn so much. And then what I've learned is like the audition is a different skill than the table read, which mm-hmm. is a different skill than actually working.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, I feel like acting classes, they teach you a lot of tools, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Stella Adler stuff, uh, Uda Hagen, whatever, all the Stanilovsky stuff. It's all great tools. Mm -hmm. But I would say most things I've done didn't require any of it. I'm not method (laughs) acting. You know what I mean? Some some did. Some absolutely did. And I needed to, like, have real acting, Mm -hmm. you know. But a lot of it is just you go there and say a line. Like, hit your mark and say a fuck just just (laughs) fucking do it. Like, literally, right? Like it's it's not it's not Meisner right Mm -hmm. now. Just you're you're playing person in line at a grocery Uh store. Say the fucking line. Say the right. lines so we can all go home. Yeah, a lot of acting classes, I wish, like, I, I joke about this. I'm like, I'm going to teach an acting class that's just practical acting. Mm-hmm. Talking about eye lines. Yes. Blocking. Yes. You know, uh, uh, saying a line. Oh, when is it good to improvise? When is it not? Because mm-hmm. one, one of the things that people do, oh, they said, oh, it's an improv set. I can improvise. They don't know what the fuck mm-hmm. that means. And then they were like, hey, Instead of, like, say, like, hey, uh, tomorrow we're going to a library. They're like, tomorrow we're going to the gym. It's like, motherfucker, there's locations <laughs> we book. You can't just say gym because you want it to, okay? It's got to make sense. Mm-hmm. And also, um, uh, uh, y- y- you can't improvise off camera on the other guy's coverage. That's, like a, that's yeah. crazy, uh-huh. you know? And people don't get that, right? Because they don't teach you an acting class. They really don't. So I think don't. practical acting... Is very important. What does a turnaround mean? Uh-huh. What's coverage? Mm-hmm. Your coverage behind your back, you know, you still got to give it to the other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you help? Don't step on the other person's line when it's their coverage. That kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. It's important.
0: It is important. And that's truly all stuff you learn on a set. But I do think a practical acting class would be so helpful for so many people because I've done scenes where... I would improvise something when it was my coverage. And then when it flipped, they were like, Oh, can you just say the same thing again? I'm like, it doesn't matter. The reaction is the same, whether it's the scripted line or the improvised line, we're just wasting time. So just Mm -hmm. say it, you do it.
1: That's right. That's right. Um,
0: Ooh. And baby, when people don't know their lines. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, we, we've all been there, you know, I, I try to not, you know, but it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, um, I would say, like even most directors I've worked with, I've worked with some great directors, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Peter Berg, uh, uh, um, Mike Judge, Alec Berg, uh, Ken Kwapis, who directed the second season of Space Force, Mm -hmm. many, many, uh, who has John Hamburg, who I just worked with, and uh, uh, for Loveheart, Hernán Jiménez, these guys are great. They're actors, directors, they know how to talk to actors, on the stuff you learned, give you an objective goal, like really break it down, blah, blah, whatever. But there's so many directors that just, they just care about the camera coverage. Yes. Like, hey, say this line to this person mm-hmm. and then turn your head and say it out the window on this. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, come on, you know? But then as an actor, you, you learn to translate that yourself. Yes. Okay, I need to give myself a motivation to walk over there, mm-hmm. not just walk over there, right? I would say um, Ken Kwapis was absolutely one of my favorites. He did the um, pilot for The Office. Mm -hmm. And he wrote this book, which is my favorite book. It's called uh, What You Really Want to Do is Direct, if anybody want to get it. It's Ken Kwapis. And it helps you with directing. It's fun anecdotes about how he set up the bullpen, about the relationships of the people at the office So, if you're an office fan. And also, if you're just an actor – how to be professional on set like how he kind of shows you like how it is on set like it's it's very cool i love that book and we got to work with him on season two of uh, space force which haven't came out yet but that was a very nice refreshing experience
0: that is exciting because i just started watching the office in the year of 2021 um there you go. i don't know why i had never seen it before but I started watching it, and I was like, this is so funny. great. And then oh, it's I like read somewhere that people thought Michael Scott was too mean in the first season, so they softened him up in the second and subsequent seasons. And I was like, mm. oh, but I liked him like that. I thought it was so <laughs> funny. Um, yeah. I just watched the... I think it was the Valentine's Day episode with Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. That joke made me mm. laugh so hard and it's so simple. Do you, do you watch The Office?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, which joke was that?
0: This was, um, it's not even a joke. It's just um, Phyllis's boyfriend's name is Bob Vance. And when he introduces himself, he goes, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. And then she gets a bunch of flowers delivered to her from Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. And <laughs> it was just like, this is such a dumb thing that I love. Also, yeah. I'm like, will Pam ever break up with her fiancé? I feel like she will because her and Jim, they just really seem so wonderful. And then I was like, oh, my God, Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak, is it art imitating life or life imitating art? Because ah. I feel like uh, – in her life, she's like, "I love BJ." And BJ's like, "We're not dating," and I'm like, "Well, oh, this is so what." It's it's been a it's been a real journey
1: for me. How, how far are you? Like season two? <laughs> I'm in the middle of season two. Oh, that's great! That's great! I'm very excited for you.
0: Thank you. I think it's it's so. I just watched oh, well the Valentine's Day one, and then the one after was uh, I think it was like bring your kids to uh, work day. Oh, that one was very funny. Oh, and the Christmas episode. Oh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, you would love you would love this Ken Quappa's book. Like it's so cool. Like think, how they yeah. set up the pilot. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I
0: wrote it down. I think I'm gonna get it because I am interested in directing. Directing is a very
1: same, yeah.
0: Interesting uh thing. I shadowed uh Payne and Benz a little bit on uh, my show oh, Grand Crew. He's wonderful. And then our yeah. DP is this guy named Rick Page. And I was like, maybe I'll talk to Rick for a little bit. And that was so it like, I just, I I learned so much about like how you set up a shot, like in TV where it's like, well, we've seen this side a bunch in a bunch of episodes. Let's flip it and see something else to make it like, to keep it interesting for the viewer. And Mm -hmm, I was like, mm -hmm. Oh shit. I never thought of it like that. But I was like, yeah, we're creatures of habit, but also we like to see different aspects of, you know, the set or like like a character. Like when they do something unexpected, you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? Yeah, it's just really interesting. Sure.
1: The whole. Yeah, I think actors all make great directors. They know how to talk to actors, first of all, and they know how to tell a story. They're not just directing mm-hmm. coverage and camera. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. what a lot of TV directing devolves to. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to make the day and cover it, you know, uh, but... Yeah, I think all the good directors are great storytellers that knows, okay, you walk over there and hit this mark, not because I told you so, not because it looks better for the camera, Mm -hmm. but because you want to be close to this person and beg for him to stay or something. You know, like there's a reason and an objective and a story behind every move, you know, in a way. Did you see Zola? I haven't.
0: I really liked it. I cannot pronounce. I think her name's Janza or Janzaka. Bravo! I believe that's her name. Mm. She okay. really told a story that I was like, my god! I like, I get everything you're trying to convey to me. Like, I loved it
1: so fucking mm. much.
0: Do you think you're gonna direct?
1: I would love to. I, I, I would love to. Um, I think every set I'm on, you know, if they let me, you know, I'm always mm-hmm. at Village, always, you know, uh, even Space Force because I wrote an episode this year. So I was, I had a great time hanging out with Village, even when. Uh, video village for people I don't Mm -hmm. know it's like where the directors producers sit the writers yeah to watch Watch monitors what is all happening so like me pitching jokes stuff like that even in scenes I'm not in and like just kind of you know uh, 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 thinking about ideas things like that I I loved it so much so um, for sure I think every acting job I get is Mm -hmm. uh, also a learning experience for maybe a future directing job
0: you sound like a real student of the world. Are you in therapy because you sound like you're like very secure with yourself? I love this.
1: <laughs> yes, I have done many years of therapy. Um, currently, no, I uh, I see. I call my therapist whenever on a needed basis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think that's. Uh, I don't I don't know why so many actors are so crazy because I think we could be because <laughs> I think they they allow us to be uh-huh. a little crazy as artists. But uh, I think. Being an actor, uh, you know, you got to you got to be in touch with yourself and, and, and know what's going on in uh, human nature, you know, uh, uh, in order to convey the story of human experiences. So I don't know. I think I think it's uh, it's our job to know ourselves and, uh, you know, be somewhat well adjusted.
0: Yeah, it is part of the job. Huh. Honestly, you've said a lot of gems that I'm like, you yeah, know, Jimmy's right. We did um forever ago. This image is like imprinted in my mind. We did this like corporate gig over Zoom, and you were doing like a staycation at this hotel, and you were so backlit, and you're like, that's just how it is. And you also had a beer, and I was like, he's having a nice time. Yeah. I like went and got a cocktail, and I was like,
1: I'm gonna have a nice time too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they hire us to be entertaining, yes. right? Especially like a corporate job. Because they can't drink and whatever. So it's like, <laughs> it's our job to be kind of a mess. Uh huh. Like, you know, sure, I could fix my lighting. Sure, I don't have to drink, but it's like, I, I get it. I, this is why they hire us, you know? So it's like, why not?
0: Well, I like went and got a drink and I was like, I'm going to have a nice time too. And I was like, I think yeah. Jimmy's on to something.
1: <laughs> that was so fun. We're not, I'm not going to name the company, but it was me, you, Roy Wood Jr., mm-hmm. uh, and like they had. Yeah, Cristela. It was like a game show uh-huh. on Zoom or something. I, I miss those days. Now, like, corporate shows of colleges, they're like, can you come in person? I was like, I'll take half the money. Can we just do it on Zoom?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm like, oh, you want me to, like, fly out to to ask a couple questions and answer questions? Yeah. yeah, let's do it on Zoom. Truly, pay me half. I'll get out of my bed. I'll put on a wig. We'll have a nice time.
1: Yeah. And honestly, Zoom Zoom was really cool that, um, because, you know, I do a college show. I just go do an hour of stand-up. Mm-hmm you know and it's not super interactive sure i might do some crowd work or whatever but even on zoom because i refuse to do stand-up on zoom so on yeah. the zoom shows i did it was always q a mm-hmm. and a lot of times especially if it's like students they actually get a lot out of it they felt like they really interacted mm-hmm. and like got some advice or whatever you know
0: yeah i agree i uh i think if i continue to do college shows i'll probably try to incorporate more of A Q&A vibe uh Because the last time I did an hour, I was like, oh, my references for these children are so dated. I was like, who knows what Hocus Pocus is? Mm. And they were like, no, you mean just the saying Hocus I'm like, the movie. It's just, I'm like, (laughs) oh,
1: fuck, I'm getting too old for this shit. I know, references. And um, I was just actually talking to uh, my buddy and my girlfriend about this yesterday. There's just so many like okay, I finally learned what Bitcoin was, right? <laughs> and then I learned what NFT was, mm-hmm. right? But now they got like uh, this thing called gas, and now they got uh, this thing called uh 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 DAO or whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm like, this is too much. It's it's going too fast uh-huh. for me. I'm I'm too old. I'm 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 becoming the old man <laughs> where like I, I'm complaining <laughs> like every uh-huh. two days they got a new <laughs> word. You know, I tried, I tried, but it's a no.
0: I. Truly feel you on that. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for doing this. We've come to the end. Um, Do you have anything that you want to promote?
1: Well, Love Heart uh, is still on Netflix. It's a holiday movie. It's a very beautiful rom-com with uh, me, Nina Dobrev, Darren Barnett, Harry Shum Jr. It's a great film. We're number one in the whole world in 60 countries for... 10 days, seven days, something like that until The Rock and Red Notice overtook us, which I am even mad about, okay? <laughs> but um, I, it's so great to hear all the fans. That, thank you for all the fans that's watched it. Worldwide, I'm getting messages from people from Argentina, Guatemala, Philippines, Singapore, Czech Republic, whatever. It just seems like a very beautiful, nice universal story that everybody can enjoy. So if you watched it already, watch it again on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Watch it again on Christmas. And if you haven't, check it out, Love Hard on Netflix.
0: I love that, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Um, if you like this episode of, oh, why won't you date me? You can like it, rate it, subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts. If you write me something dirty, you can send it to the email. Why won't you date me podcasts uh, at gmail.com. I will read it aloud. This nice person said, oh my God. I just want to open your legs and motorboat your cod canal until you're as wet as the seven seas and we sail away in ecstasy. I cannot believe someone called my vagina a cod canal.
1: Well, wow.
0: you know, mm. we're mm. here for a short time, not a long time. Let's have fun. Thank you for that. Okay. Bye.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it for why won't you date me with me, Nicole Byer.